This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, David, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Scott and Josh versus Benchwarmer Marcus and returning player, head coach, and Benchy winner, Chris Shen. Welcome back to the bench, Chris. Thank you. Why don't you take a minute to remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share? Uh, so I'm from uh, central Massachusetts, and um, while being a big fan of all the Boston sports teams, um, I'm also a season ticket holder for the Worcester Pirates of the Arena Football League, the uh, Worcester Railers of the AHL, and um, the uh, new Worcester Red Sox, uh, the new AAA affiliate for the uh, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, when did they when they moved from Pawtucket, right? Yep, they just moved. This year was their first year there. Oh, nice, nice. And I'm also I want to ask you a question here. So since you won that Benji, where are you prominently displaying that in your house now? Um, I'm still waiting for it. Eric and I have a little bad blood. I think he's he's holding on to it. <laughs> Got it. All right. Well, you'll have to take a picture of it when it's displayed on your mantle. I will. I will. Hey, Marcus, uh, why don't you tell us how you're doing and let us know what your and Chris's team name is going to be. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, finished up our regular season. Uh, so we finished seven and one. We won 57 to 18 on Friday. Nice. And uh, yeah, that was our third time going over 50 this year. And unfortunately, we usually have a crossover game. It doesn't mean anything because we're already in the playoffs, but uh, the team we were playing has COVID, uh, COVID spread. Ooh. So now we have a bye week, which never happens in high school football. So we actually had a meeting today to, to, to discuss what we do on a bye week. So that will be interesting. So the next time we play, it'll be a uh, winner go home. So that's exciting. And uh, despite Chris trying to drive a wedge in our team right off the bat, we did settle <laughs> on something that Seattle and Boston can both agree on. And that's that when Jason Veritek decided to put his hands on A-Rod, we, we, were, we were all enjoying that. So we are going to be the Veritek Boxing Club. I'm curious what the wedge was now, but uh, it wasn't the fact that Veritek was stolen from the Mariners in the, in the Heath, Heathcliff Slocum trade? We don't discuss Heathcliff Slocum. We don't discuss uh, Malcolm Butler. Those yes. are my, those are and, my two. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize those were taboo topics. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Being a Boston fan who's been burned by trades too many times as a as a youngster, um, I made a pact with myself that I would never buy a jersey of someone uh, who wasn't retired. The day after the Super Bowl against the against the um, Seahawks, I went out and tried to find. I found a Malcolm Butler jersey because I'm like, even if this guy's traded, even if he's traded to the Jets. It doesn't matter. He's going to still be forever remembered in Boston lore. So my carrot to Marcus is that I'm not wearing that jersey right now. I appreciate that. See, because here's what here's what happens. I have to relive it every single time the Super Bowl happens. It's the first clip. It's always the first clip. It's Malcolm Butler picking off the pass to open up Super Bowl coverage. And I'm tired of it. All right. So Scott and Josh, why don't you uh, tell us how you guys are doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah. I didn't uh, watch much football today because my team had a buy. And unlike uh, everybody else, you know, in this sports trivia podcast who wants to pay attention to sports, I don't know why they'd want to do that. Um, I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I had a nice uh, relaxing day where I didn't have to get stressed out by uh, 
the anti-vaxxers that uh, I sadly have to root for, but uh, we'll back on that next week. Nice. And Scott, why don't you uh, tell us how you're doing and give the raccoon update if you got one and maybe a team name. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Um, I've been to Worcester. I had never seen the Worcester pirates, but um, last summer when we were road tripping to uh, Nahant beach there in Massachusetts, and we passed a sign that said Worcester, I did the worst, like, dad impersonation of my life with my girlfriend because i said well the sign looks like it says worcester but it's really pronounced worcester (laughs) and then i quickly like almost like ejected myself from the car because i realized how bad that sounded and how awful it was because then i went on to this whole thing about worcestershire sauce and yeah it was it was bad it was really bad um our team name i'm actually going to amend it a little bit sorry david to do this to you i know you're struggling enough with reading scripts and things like that but sure am yep i want it to make more sense because it doesn't right now but so i i asked josh he's wearing a, a lovely hat with a hockey mask on it so i asked him if it was a jason Borey's hat um sadly he said that it wasn't but it's casey jones um who i don't like because of that Stephen amell fella but um i um i thought with casey we should at least do something off that so our team name's going to be uh we're changing it because neither one of us live in the sh- sunshine state so we're going to be casey and the sunshine boys that'll work that's the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We like it. All right. I'm not sure you're going to get that out of me each time, but I can go with Casey and the Sunshine Boys for sure. All right. So Casey and the Sunshine Boys versus the Veritech Boxing Club. I love it. All right. Let's uh, kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. Styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see your today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Looks like he's mailing it in now. Yeah. <laughs> His heart's not in it. He's taking a hiatus from caring. Apparently. <laughs> it's perfect. That's what happens when you go emeritus. You don't have to care. You're just, you're just coasting at that point for sure. Okay, it's time for the coin flip. And it's a 50-50 warm-up question. It'll be worth 10 points. And we're going to give this to Chris's team since he's our guest. So in the ultimate coin flip question, in the 55 Super Bowls through 2021, what has the pregame coin flip landed on more frequently, heads or tails? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, that is a really good question. Uh, I'd say it's a coin flip. It's a uh, it's one of my favorite prop bets for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. because it's just like it, so many people put insane money on the coin toss. I'm pretty sure anybody who bets on that automatically gets put on the Gamblers Anonymous mailing list. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely you're definitely on a list of some kind. They're like this guy. We got to watch for him. <laughs> He's betting money on a coin flip. That one and over under on how long the national anthem's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yes. I love the crazy Super Bowl props. Uh, <laughs> you got anything on this, Chris? Because, I mean, yes, it, this is a true coin flip question. I, I First, I thought he was going to ask who's won more, well, the AFC or the NFC. Mm. But, um, you know, for I mean, who? I, I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to this. Yeah, never paying attention to it at Do all. Do you have a coin? Uh, no. No, I don't. I don't think I have a coin. If I did, I would flip it and see what it came up. But oh, can we do? Uh, can we use the Google machine? Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. All right. Ready? Yep. We're flipping it, uh, and we got heads. 
All right. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Google does not know. Uh, it actually is Tails. I'm very sorry. Tails has come up 29 times and Heads has come up 26 times. Although Heads did have a five-year streak not that long ago from 2009 to 2013. I couldn't believe that you could find a website where it just lists out Heads, Tails, 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 Tails. But, but anyway, <laughs> yes, Tails has, Tails has got a, a three-flip head uh, lead at this point. All right. So we move on to the first quarter. Um, and before we do, let me tell you, we I guess the Casey and the Sunshine Boys uh, got those 10 points without even lifting a finger to flip a coin. And so they are winning 10 to nothing going into the first quarter. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. All right. Question one of Flop, Turn, and River. Who am I? Clue number one. I am a retired major league pitcher who pitched entirely in this century. Clue two. In my first year, I finished second in the rookie of the year voting. In any other year, I could have won. But the player who won, won the rookie of the year and the MVP. Clue three. Due to a midseason trade, I once led both leagues in complete game shutouts in the same year. Two in the AL, three in the NL. And I don't mean when I say led in both leagues, I mean he independently led the American League in complete game shutouts and the National League in complete game shutouts. We, David, we're checked in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in after the first set of clues. Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. All right. Well, we don't have to hold back. So I think 2001 is the year we're looking at for the um, the player that won Rookie of the Year was MVP because that was Ichiro. Um I know for a fact that he won the MVP and, and rookie of the year. So if we're thinking 2001 and you said Roy Halladay and that yeah. made a lot of sense because he did go to the Phillies and it, and the only thing I guess we're hesitant on is if he was traded mid season, but yeah, it would make sense because Philly was trying to get themselves over the top. You make that trade at the deadline. I, d- I just don't know for sure. Yeah. And he started his career with, uh, Toronto. Right. So he would have been in the AL mm-hmm. as a rookie um, when Ichiro is, you know, a rookie, one rookie of the year. Yeah. You know, I think I, I'd mentioned to you in the chat. I don't remember how, I don't remember how good Halliday's rookie year was, but everything else seems to fit. We're just not sure about, um, you know, whether he was traded mid season, but I, I also find it like, because I feel like he's one, he, he led the league in complete games for so many years. If he wasn't traded midseason, 
he would have been the one leading. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Do you want to go with it? Yeah, let's go with let's go with Holiday. Okay. So we're checking in with Roy Holiday. So uh, Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys check in with? Um, I was really, really confident in this one right from the jump. Uh, I also surmised that 2001 is likely the rookie the the rookie year you're referring to based on Ichiro, the fact that he won both of them. And then I thought, what's a big midseason trade where the guy traded just went on an absolute tear in the second half? And that led me to um, CeCe Sabathia because he was traded midseason from the Indians to the Brewers, and he just went insane for the Brewers and got them into – the playoffs and he almost won the Cy Young in the National League for being there half the season, less than half the season after the trade. And I'm pretty sure 2001 is the right debut time for him. I think Halliday pitched in the 90s with Toronto. So we checked in with CC Sabathia. Uh, just to build the suspense a little bit, I'll, I'll give you my other two clues. So clue four was going to be I'm the only pitcher who has pitched entirely this century and has won at least 250 games. Okay. And clue five was. My given first and middle name are Karsten Charles. So it is, in fact, CC Sabathia. Strong work to Casey and the Sunshine Boys. And yeah, Roy Halliday, I'm pretty sure had to have been a rookie. I think he came up in 98. I think it was even earlier than that. I can check real quick, but I was pretty sure he was a rookie in the mid 90s. Uh, he was drafted in 95, made his debut in 98. Yeah. Okay. Don't good job, F guys. with me, David. I just Ooh, said yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You Scott's got on it. Fire well done. Scott is already on fire. I was so good during the coin flip that it really just set me on the right course for the game. He won the coin flip. He deferred to the second half. Everything was, everything's yeah. been on fire ever since. All right. Question number two. Who am I? Clue one. I became the first player to have at least 20 points and seven assists in my first five NBA starts. In addition to scoring a total of 136 points, a post-merger record for a player's first five starts. Clue number two. I've played for nine different NBA teams in a 10-year NBA career and haven't yet retired. Clue number three, inspired by my overnight fame, a special Ben and Jerry's flavor was created and sold primarily at a Ben and Jerry's location in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cambridge, Massachusetts, really? With Chris on? It wasn't an accident. (laughs) (laughs) I had to be, I I was told not to be nice to him because he's been on before, but I had to be a little bit nice. (laughs) All right, David, we are once again checking in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in after the first three clues once again. So we go back to Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. Yeah, I just wanted to reread the, the clues again because clue one said he was the first player to have at least 20 points and seven assists in his first five NBA starts, not NBA games. Um, and so, you know... I had mentioned before we started taping, the NBA is not really my strong suit, but you know, the, the Cambridge clue really sort of, you know, made me think about like why Cambridge. And at first I was thinking of Brian Scalabrini, but there's no way Brian Scalabrini had 20 points and seven assists in his first five (laughs) NBA starts. The red Mamba, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Nor, nor is he, uh, I mean, he's also definitely retired because he's on the Celtics, like um, pre and post game shows, but uh, after thinking about Cambridge, we, you know, I, I realized that's where Harvard is and that's where Jeremy Lin went to school. So that's what uh, I think we're going to lock in with Jeremy Lin. All right. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys have? Uh, Josh is choosing to just continue to ride the hot hand here. Um, this right off the bat to me sounded like insanity. And I thought that'd be a really great ice cream flavor, especially good if it's out of a helmet. 
So we checked in with Jeremy Lin. <laughs> All right. Both teams will be getting points. And the flavor was actually called Taste the Linsanity. And it is. Everything you guys said was right. I was trying to be a little bit subtle. Wasn't sure that people pick up on the fact that it was Cambridge Mass. But yes, it was Cambridge Mass because Jeremy Lin, of course, went to Harvard. The clue four was actually the interesting one here that I was, I was just waiting to read. But I'll give it to you now. In 2012, I appeared on the cover of both Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine and was named to the Time 100 as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. That went away really fast. Oh my gosh, flash in the pan. But that was my, <laughs> that was actually the inspiration for writing the question was when I first saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it just seemed crazy. And my clue five was I'm the first person of, of Chinese Taiwanese descent to play in the NBA. Obviously the giveaway clue. Wait, he was the, he was the first? That's, a, that's what I read. What about Yao Ming? Chinese and Taiwanese, maybe? Chinese Taiwanese. Chinese Taiwanese specifically, okay, right? Because yeah. we had like yeah. ZZ Wang yeah. and a couple I know. Of other I was guys. just going to say ZZ, ZZ Wang, Wang is the first guy I always think of. <laughs> yeah. Marcus always thinks of Wang. I am, I'm a fan <laughs> of Wang. Oh, great. All right. Question three What number am I? Clue one I am the number of Premier League titles won by Manchester City or Aston Villa or World Series won by the Dodgers. Clue number two. I am tied for the most retired jersey number in NFL history. And clue number three, I'm the total number of WrestleMania matches fought by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Take that, guys. <laughs> oh, no. I got it, Josh. Holy crap. Come on, you're going to give me a Stone Cold WrestleMania question? All right, David, we're checked in. All right, once again. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. Oh, God. This is awful. Okay. So, not surprising. The the most I have to go off of is Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) So, I was at the WrestleMania that was his last one. It was in Seattle. It was WrestleMania 19. And he he won the title at 14 over Shawn Michaels. I don't think I've ever been so in love. As I am in this moment. So that's five. Oh, oh, God damn it. He was hurt during a big chunk of time, but I don't know if he missed a WrestleMania. That sucks. Okay. So there's five for assuming he, he wasn't hurt for any of them. Oh, God. I want to. S- All right. So, so going, <laughs> looking at this, I, so I don't watch soccer really. I don't, I haven't watched wrestling since Hulk Hogan was actually in the ring. Fair. So, so Stone Cold's not going to help me. Okay. The most most retired jersey number in NFL history. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the World Series won by the Dodgers. That one I might be able to come up with a, you know, like some sort of a ballpark. So they so they won what two or three years ago? Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think. So my dad was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Okay. And I know they they won. They used to they used to lose to the Yankees and the and the Giants. I think all the time. And then they finally won in like '55. And then they won a few with Koufax. So I'm thinking it's somewhere around, it's probably somewhere around between eight and eight, at least eight, I would think, because you had, they won it with Fernando Valenzuela, right? In the eighties. Um, they won. They won the, the Kirk Gibson. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking it's gotta be at least eight. If that's just a guess. Okay. Aikman Young. Mm. See retired, most retired Jersey number. I, for some reason, I would want to say 12. That's where I was going, but Brady's not out yet. Rodgers isn't out yet. 
but you do have Stallback, Stabler, uh, Terry Bradshaw. That would uh, the only problem is that would mean Stone Cold's first WrestleMania was WrestleMania seven, and that would put um, God, that would be like 1990. Well, how old was he when he retired? He wasn't that old by wrestling standards because he had neck issues. But like, what's what is that like? So he was probably in his late th- mid to late thirties. So, I mean, I'm I'm okay taking another yeah, one. Yeah, we want to yeah. take another one. Yeah, we have because we're just going to be sort of ballparking it right now. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I forgot about that. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll take another one, David. All right. So clue number four. I am the number of MVPs won by Barry Bonds. And the number of no hitters thrown by Nolan Ryan. I wish Walling was your partner right now because then you guys <laughs> check in. <laughs> you, you said what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, if Walling was your partner, it'd be an immediate check in. Uh, number of no hitters. Um, what about seven? Actually, seven. There's a lot of quarterbacks that were seven, right? Yeah. Elway. Elway for sure. Um, I think the Bengals retired Boomer size. Boomer. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. They didn't retire Achilles Smith. So. <laughs> no they did not retire Achilles smith what a bum right david hey watch it <laughs> i like seven that would that makes me feel better about um stone cold because that means wrestlemania 12 if we're going with he didn't miss any would be his first so seven would make sense seven it's either set i think it's either seven or eight but for some reason the number of no hitters by nolan ryan six in my head is seven okay and Barry Bonds, how many years did Barry Bonds play? Because there was a, wasn't there, was there a point where people were like, yeah, we're not voting for him for MVP anymore? I mean, he won a bunch of MVPs because he, you know, definitely didn't probably take steroids, maybe. Uh, All right. right. Uh, Do you want to just check in with seven? Yeah, sure. Okay. Checking in with seven. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys. Uh, Man, what a round for me. This is great. I, I, I request to play every single David Lux written game from here on out. Um, WrestleMania 12 against Savio Vega. WrestleMania 13 against Bret Hart. WrestleMania 14 against Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 15 against The Rock. Miss WrestleMania 16 because he was injured. WrestleMania 17 also against The Rock. WrestleMania 18, that awful match against Scott Hall. And then WrestleMania 19 at Safeco against The Rock, like Marcus mentioned. That's seven when you do the math. Um, and then Josh verified it about the EPL and the Barry Bonds MVPs. We checked in with seven. Both teams getting their points. Um... Yeah, really well done, Scott. I've got, I've got no flavor text on Austin that you that you couldn't beat by a long shot. Clue five was going to be Chris's backstop here. It was going to be on the number of Super Bowl rings won by Tom Brady. So yes, it isn't. It is in fact seven. And and interestingly enough, um, the number seven has only been retired by five teams in the NFL. But that's there. There are a number of numbers that have been retired exactly five times. Nobody's sort of gotten to a number that's been retired six times. But the most famous of them is John Elway, for sure. I think George, Hall- George Hallis was also on the list for the Bears. I think he also had his number seven retired. Yeah, and by the way, the only reason I knew the EPL one had nothing to do with actual uh, liking of soccer, because I don't, it all had to do with this podcast and doing research for questions, because I've looked at that list of EPL champions a whole lot. We need to get questions. we need to get a Bombac shirt that just says, I got that by doing research for the show. Yeah. <laughs> A bug or a shirt for sure. It's not because I know it from like actually paying attention to things. It's because I've written a whole lot of questions for this podcast. So there you go. Well, hey, I'll take them where I can get them. Sure. 
But then, yeah, the Barry Bonds, that was, as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, seven is absolutely 100% in. Three with the Pirates, four with the Giants. All right. I'm going to go on. Before I do, I will tell you after the first quarter, I have a score of Veritek Boxing Club with 80 points and Casey and the Sunshine Boys with 160. Today's second quarter is going to be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. I don't know how I can keep this up, Josh. Uh, well, say, this is, you know what? This is where the wheels come hey, off for Scott. We got, no, we, got just... To just, we got room to just pick off David's here. We don't need to worry about Goliaths. <laughs> I love that. Pick off David's. I'm right here. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> all right. So this David and Goliath is going to be all about sports records. So for each question, I'm going to name a sports record. For David, you need to tell me who currently holds the record. And for Goliath, you tell me whose record that person broke. So for each, I'm going to provide a year in which the record was set. So I'll tell you both when David set the record and when the Goliath that they beat set, set the record before that. So for example, if I said most consecutive games played in Major League Baseball, David in 1998, Goliath in 1939, you would say David would be Cal Ripken and Goliath would be the prior record holder or Lou Gehrig. Follow? I hope your hope your Goliaths are that easy. <laughs> I have oh, a feeling nice. there won't be. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Question number one in David versus Goliath. NFL points scored in a single season. David was set in 2006. Goliath was set in 1960. All right, we're gonna check in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. So Ferritech Boxing Club, time to talk it out. Well, <laughs> what do you want to do? Because uh, we feel like we know the David, and I have a strong feeling about Goliath. You are the guest, so I'll go with whatever you feel like, but I, I will say that I feel pretty good about the Goliath. Well, and I'm the guest for a reason, because I don't have the knowledge and the research <laughs> that you guys have. So um, I'm fine. If you if you feel good about about Blanda. Um, I just, I just feel that. Yeah. I just feel that way because he was their quarterback and kicker. And you said, how much do quarterbacks really score? I mean, of that era, they were the crazy, you know, throwing team, but they, but they don't get any points for throwing a pass in fantasy, but they didn't have fantasy back then. You're credited. I think you're credited with touchdown. Passes. No, you're not. You don't get any points for throwing a touchdown. Not in the NFL. Yeah, but- in fantasy, yeah, you're right. you do. You're in right. fantasy, you're right. do. But I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be mad if it is, but well, I, right. how about this? Like, nobody likes Vanderjacks, so nobody's gonna be mad if he's the correct answer for the David, <laughs> and we didn't guess it. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine going for it. I mean, we're behind already. You know, I was watching the Lions game today on NFL Red Zone, and they went for an onside kick after their first score. So maybe that's what we got to do here. You know, this is, a, this is our onside kick. All right. Yeah. You don't want to well, be like the Lions, dude. All right. 
Hey, they kept it close against the Rams today. It's true. And I know that we shouldn't be, time, you know, dating this, uh, the taking <laughs> this podcast, but. All right, let's do it. We're going to check in with the Goliath with George Blanda. All right. Veritech Boxing Club has checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys. What did you guys have? I'll take this one, Josh. Sure. <laughs> Since you've been talking the whole time. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott was pretty quick on the David to, to, to think uh, LaDainian Tomlinson because that was the year that he, you know, had that crazy 28 or 29 oh, yeah. touchdown season. Um, my initial thought was going to kickers. Um, but then when he, when, you know, he kind of worked out a little bit of math, it was like 168 points. Like that's a lot, I think even for a kicker. And then when we were talking the 60 season, I said, I don't think a kicker back then would have scored enough points. I don't think kicking was prolific enough. So, and and we weren't going to come up with a name that felt satisfying. So we checked in with the David with Ladanian Townsend. One team is getting points. Uh, so the record set in 2006 was 186 points, and that was Ladania Tomlinson. The Goliath, I realize was a Goliath answer, but with 176 points in 1960, and a record that held up for 46 years, which which I found pretty impressive, was Paul Hornig. Hmm. Okay. I, I thought about him briefly, but I, you know. Uh, even if you had said him, I don't think I would have been right. like, no, unless you were like, yes, 90%. <laughs> I would never do that. On Paul in, in, in fairness, I will tell you that I ran this question by two bench warmers who are not playing tonight. And I realize it's not really a fair sample size because I asked Ede, who got it immediately. And I asked Doherty, who was a, Who's Packer, a Packers fan, a Pack, yeah. who was an oldie Packer fan at that. So, so probably not fair, but nonetheless, I had the question written before that. Uh, so, it's a, that's right. a little, okay. Any Goliath question is really a fair question, no matter how, like, they're supposed to be difficult. Sure, but I didn't want it. I didn't want it to result in a who. Oh, sorry. No, just, at least well, this is a we name. All know that, who, we yeah. all know who Paul Horning is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. That's is what I'm saying. Horning? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm Horning right now. Well, I was. <laughs> all right. Marcus was doing all that wrestling stuff. Uh, okay, so time for me to go on to question two. Most points scored in the NBA playoffs in a single year. David. The record was set in 1992. Goliath, the prior record, was set in 1984. We're going to check in. Wow, Veritech Boxing Club has checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys for the first time. Chance to talk it out. Michael Jordan seems so obvious for David. David's are meant to be. Those are the easy points. I know. Points. I know. So I, yeah. But ninety. Who else could have been in ninety-two? Like I, mean, I said, I thought the only other choice might be Barkley, but I'm pretty sure they went to the finals in ninety-three, not ninety-two. Phoenix, right? I think ninety-two was Portland. When when did he go to Phoenix? Was he on Phoenix in ninety-two? I, I think he went to Phoenix, and I think that was his first season because okay. he won the MVP the year after. Yeah, I, and they went to the finals. I just think Jordan makes the, the most sense oh, of there. Of course, it, I mean, anytime it's a basketball question in, in the early nineties, right? So the eighty-four, so that would have been the eighty-three, eighty-four season. Then I do believe that was one right. of the Laker uh, Celtics. Yeah, I think so too. Um, championships. I mean, Bird seems like the most obvious out of those. He, and I know you say Kareem, but it felt like the Lakers just had more well-rounded scorers. Like if you think about it, like Magic was scoring. I think it was Worthy Magic was scoring. I don't think we're, yeah, because Worthy that would have been his, uh, yeah, um, rookie year, maybe or his second no, year. He, he was he came out the no, season before. 
He's Jordan. before George. So this would have been his rookie year. So 83. Right. So I, yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I think he came in and was a dynamo pretty early, but he yeah, was, he's probably scoring he a lot, but I mean, the same thing on the same end, you got Mikhail, um, you know, 83, I think they, that's before they had DJ, right? I think that's before Bill Walton went there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're probably right though. Cause I can't name too many other guys. I don't think that we're scoring for the Celtics. Right. Cause I think this might, Maxwell might've been there, but. Yeah. I just, I think by that point, I just, I don't know. I mean, unless you think Bird's too obvious for a Goliath. I mean, I do, I but I also, I mean, Paul Horning seemed like a, not obvious, but like a name gettable, at least. Like yeah. yeah. Um, um, I mean, my guess is that they probably went Goliath Bird because they have Chris on their team. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, so, I'm, I'm willing to, match to go them? like this one. I feel comfortable that I like, I won't feel bad if it's not Bird because he's yeah. got to at least be. I mean, he's the obvious answer. Right. But the obvious answer that makes sense because, again, he handled the majority of the scoring and we know that they went far into the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm good with it then. Let's let's do it. Why not? All right. We're going to check in for Goliath with Larry Bird. All right. Veritech Boxing Club. What did you guys have? We racked our brains, tried to figure out who – we weren't positive who they played in 84. We threw out some names, just decided to take some points. So we checked in with the David with Michael Jordan. All right. Well, both teams are getting points. Michael Jordan is in fact 92 and 84. The Celtics beat, beat the Lakers and it was Larry Bird. In fact, I don't know whether it's because the playoffs were shorter or what, but it's really interesting. Bird had the record in 84 it stood until 92 when Jordan broke it. And since that point, something like 16 times, somebody has beaten Bird, but not quite beaten Jordan. So at this point, Bird is 17th on the list, but he had the highest until Jordan came along and not only beat the record, but obviously smashed the record. And right, since then, right. nobody, nobody's gotten close. Hmm. So, uh, all right, strong work. Question three, most NHL goals in a season. David? The record was set in 1981-82 season. Goliath, the prior record, had been set in 1970-71. We're going to check in. Veritech Boxing Club has checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys. We're, we're just going with the David with Gretzky, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know when he holds started. the record for most goals. He does. Him and his brother also hold the record for most <laughs> goals by brothers. Uh, yeah, I have no idea about the 7071. There's a bunch of those old timey names we could throw out there that could possibly yeah. be that one, but I would have no real grasp on it. So, all right, sounds good. All right, we'll check in the David with Wayne Gretzky. All right, Veritech Boxing Club. What did you guys have? We didn't even really talk about the Goliath at all. And so we just, we checked in with Gretzky for the uh, David. So both teams are receiving points. Uh, I was trying to play to, to Chris's heartstrings a little bit here because the Goliath. I was actually, Bob Eor, you know, no, Esposito. It, it's Phil Esposito yep. Yep. Oh. of the Boston Bruins. So he had, he had 76 goals, which was a, a record that stood for a little more than 10 years when Gretzky got to 92 and I don't think anyone, well, except for Gretzky himself, was really close after that. So that's uh, David for both teams. At the end of the second quarter, we have a score of Veritech Boxing Club has 130 points. 
And Casey and the Sunshine Boys has 260 points, which will bring us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. I've done a round like this one in the past, but here we go. Each of the questions of this halftime will be in a pre- and post-game style. Half of each will be a sports person, while the other half will be a sports movie or TV character. For the character, I'm only going to give you the actor that portrayed the I'm only going to give you the name of the actor that portrayed the character and the release year for the movie or TV show. Since this may be tricky, I'll tell you ahead of time, all of them are complete names. So it's not any kind of one syllable stuff. So for example, if I said, holds the modern NASCAR record for 13 wins in one NASCAR series in 1998 and Emilio Estevez in 1992, 94, 96, and 2021, the answer would be Jeff Gordon Bombay. Okay, got it? Question one, scored the only overtime touchdown in Super Bowl history and Ben Stiller, 2004. You good with that? Yep. All right, we're checking in. Veritech Boxing Club has checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys, time to talk it out. Oh, God. So, dodgeball? Yes, it is. (laughs) Obviously. What's his name? I don't. I, mean, I, I know his first name was White. Yes, I would hope so, since James White scored the Super Bowl touchdown. White, oh my, I know it when I hear it, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I can name like every other Ben Stiller character too. Turning per- Perkins. Uh, and as we know, this Wal- is the Walter greatest Mitty, sports movie of all time, right? That's that's what we all de- that's what we that's, determined. That, that's what you guys determined. I was not on that episode. Oh my God. What? And the fact that Hardball didn't win, but you know what? Forget it. And Patreons didn't get a vote. Right. Yeah. Like that episode was basically Eric Eid picks, and everyone else is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Mason abstaining on every question, too. I yeah, don't I forget that. I question. don't think I'm going to get that. Uh, oh, my God. It's white. Uh... I mean, I, as soon as I, we, it, if you say it, uh... or if they say it, I mean, they have it. I think there's. Oh, they definitely. They they Um, definitely have it. Crap. I thought this was going to be James White Shadow. I thought that's where he was going when he did the first part of the question. But Mm. yeah, I man. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I'll get there. I think it's gonna. I'm just gonna have to hear it after we get it wrong. And yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I just. I don't have anything other than white. Like I can't. I have nothing that's grabbing onto right. anything. It's else. not like it's not like a super common. I don't think so. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. It's not like something we can just kind of fall into. You know. Nope. Yeah. So we can just throw out a last name and be done with mm-hmm. that. Got anything that can be funny? I mean, with white, yeah. There's plenty. How about James White supremacy? <laughs> Well, well, that took a bad turn. <laughs> I was thinking more like James White Bread or something. Oh, like that. yeah. yeah. I, I do like that. All Let's right. do we'll it. check in with uh, James White Bread. Well done. That's the, okay. That's the wrong answer. Uh, so, Veritech Boxing Club, what did you guys have? Yeah, go ahead. Marcus, you can go because I, I got the first half of it with James White, and then Marcus had the second half. You guys are going to be mad. 
because no one can resist White Goodman when he puts on his shiny shoes. Yep. We've checked in with James White Goodman. That's it. And James White Goodman is, in fact, the correct answer. Yep. Well done. Well done. Just All right. Wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't getting yeah. out there. John, John Goodman's cousin. I always forget that. And, and I'm not sure why you guys didn't go with the lucky White Johnson. <laughs> because no one likes a White Johnson. <laughs> Well, I'm partial. Yeah, I like I. I have one, so you know. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Glad I don't edit halftime. All right. Why yeah. does that have to get edited out? Yeah. I, I I'm I, a I'm fan. Just... I'm a fan of Wang, and Josh is partial to White Johnson. All right. Well, there's our episode title: White Johnsons and Wangs. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think you can do No, that. no, no. You can because then you just put. Wang ZZ Wang or whatever, and, whichever and any any guy named Johnson that's white, and then any guy that yeah, any yeah guy Jimmy, Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, Walter Johnson, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, Lyndon B Johnson. Uh, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody white Johnson tonight. All right, <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> that's true. No, not everybody. All right. Question two: Wesley Snipes, nineteen ninety two, and late coach who was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2013 and of whom it was commonly joked that he was the only person who could keep Michael Jordan under 21 points per game. I want to go with it. <laughs> I, I feel good about it. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going right. to check in. <laughs> All right. Once again, Ferritech Boxing Club has checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys. Talk it out. Thinking this is like a, someone that coached Michael and just maybe didn't give him minutes or something. I, I'm trying to understand well, to keep him under 21, but you would think maybe it's just someone who didn't allow him. Maybe it's the coach that cut him from his. It was commonly joked the only high school team. That wouldn't be a name we would be able to come <laughs> up with. No, a late I mean, coach of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Why don't? What do you have to do to even get that? Uh, uh, uh I don't know. Um, well, the only thing that makes me think, so when you're talking about coach Michael Jordan, who's late would have been Dean Smith. Oh, is it Sidney Dean then? Oh, you know what? I think it might be. Uh, Sidney Dean? Sidney Dean. Because definitely Sidney yeah, something. Cause, and it would make sense that maybe, uh, Dean Smith would have been like, let's, you know, oh, we're, we're beating them well enough. Let's get Jordan. Yeah. The game. Yeah. I like that. Sidney Dean sounds like a. If it's not the right name, it should have been because that sounds like an awesome guy that would play like pick up basketball. That sounds familiar to me. So, all right, let's do it. All right, we'll check in with Sydney Dean Smith. All right, Veritech Boxing Club. What did you guys check in with? All right, Marcus, you want to take this one? <laughs> not really, because <laughs> I forgot the category, so I fucked this up. I mixed up two movies. I got excited because I remembered the movie demolition man and i said i uh, yeah i mixed these up so we checked in with simon dean smith even though simon dean is a wrestler <laughs> that's awesome oh my god and, wow. I was thinking simon Fe- and i was thinking simon phoenix and then you said and then i forgot that it had to be a sports movie so yeah whatever oh I, I, i'm, I'm know, sorry marcus but that's thinking of simon says too with dennis yeah. rodman uh, yeah, I probably. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Larry fucking Bird was a Goliath answer. So, oh. anyways, Simon Dean Smith. Wow, I was gonna feel sorry for Marcus and his look of anguish on his face, but now no, no sympathy. Uh, so one team is getting points. 
it is Sydney Dean Smith. That is correct. Uh, at least you got the second half, which was Dean Smith. And yes, that, that was exactly the joke that he would, Dean Smith would insist upon sort of throwing the ball around a little bit more. And it was a college game. And it wasn't a pro game. So Dean Smith was the only one who could keep Michael Jordan under 21 points a game. Uh, and he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom for just, I mean, for lots of things, not just for coaching, but for integrating the ACC and for, for I mean, for virtually adopting any one of a number of players, especially the African-American players. Even he, he was just a real great guy. Not to sound like a chap, a little homer, but it is true. Okay, question three. Kyrie Irving in 2018 and backup quarterback who has been on six different rosters in his 12-year NFL career, but also famously lent his name to the clipboard award that went to the winners of Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast, episode 31. We are checked in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. I assume you were on this. <laughs> I think I think I'm playing solo now. No, I mean uh, I, I assume you were on that episode is why it was brought up, maybe. Maybe he's the uh, owner, maybe know. he's the owner of this trophy. I'm still waiting for this trophy too, then if if I was. <laughs> we're a little backed up. Um yeah. it was the holidays. Listen, like <laughs> there's a whole supply chain issue now. You've read about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um well obviously like was it Uncle Drew was the was the movie, right? And the name that comes to mind for me is Drew Stanton. Played at Michigan State. He was bounced around a bunch okay. of teams. Cardinals, Lions, others. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm I'm good with that. Like yeah, I, I can't think of any any other Drews. And to be honest, I don't remember, you know, Scott and I were in Cloud Nine when we if that was episode thirty one that we won. I, I don't remember which uh which trophy it was, but um, yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, go. You can go ahead and check it in. All right, we'll check in with Uncle Drew Stanton. Is that right? Casey and the Sunshine Boys. Yeah, I um, I was when at first I was like, I'm pretty sure I used Drew Stanton as a clipboard captain, and then I went back and checked, and I hosted episode 31, so um, which had a Michigan native Jake Manny on it, which is why he's a Michigan state quarterback. Shout out to Sean Respert. Josh hit a jump shot over him once. Uh, we checked in with uncle Drew Stanton. Both teams are receiving points. Yeah. There was no, there was no tie into Chris. I was just looking for a good quality drew and drew blood. So it seemed a little bit too obvious for, for a Boston guy. So, so I went with Drew Stanton figured you guys with your backup quarterbacks would certainly know that that brings us to the end of halftime. And we have scores of Veritech Boxing Club with 180 points and Casey and the Sunshine Boys with 310 points. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Which will take us to our third quarter, which will be the missing link. Oh boy. The missing link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. 
The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one. This Major League Soccer team is named after a famous event that took place in, the, in its home city in 1871. Uh, yeah, I'm good checking that in if you are. All right, we'll check in. All right, Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Baratech Boxing Club. Uh, as I think I stated earlier, soccer, not my strong suit. Um, well, I know that it's not the New England Revolution. Um, <laughs> that didn't happen in 1871? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of that you could classify in as event, as an event, I think San Jose's team is the Earthquakes. My West Coast geography, and I apologize for this, Marcus, my West Coast geography is not great, but there was a huge earthquake in San Fran, not the one with the, you know, when the Giants were playing the World Series, but was that like, was it 1904 or something like that? Um, I mean, it would make sense that they had one there, um, but they've probably also had other ones since then. I, I don't know if I could name all of the Major League Soccer teams. I could, I, honestly, I could probably name three. I could probably, if we had like 10 more minutes, but that's just what came to mind. To me, it was yeah. New England Revolution. It's definitely not that. Right. Um, Obviously not Seattle. Nope. That doesn't make sense. Um, not Portland. Yeah. Or the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, yeah. Do you want to just check in yep. with the San Jose earthquakes? Sure. That is what we are checking in with. All right, Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys have? Uh, well, I think this might be, who gets blamed for it? Uh, Miss O'Leary's cow? Something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is, I think that is correct. The, I think this is the Chicago Fire. It is, in fact, the Chicago Fire in 1871 is when that happened. Yeah, I, uh, San Jose Earthquake is actually, it gave me pause for a second, but the big San Francisco earthquake before, obviously, the famous one during the World Series was, was 1906, I think, or somewhere in the, yeah. in the early 1900s. I, I applaud the guess because it is a legit event. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that San Jose even had a, a team. So I'm glad I only could think <laughs> of the Chicago fire outside of other ones that couldn't have been it. So our theme link answer so far, Chicago fire. Question two, last name shared by one of the stars of basketball and the 1980 Baltimore Orioles Cy Young Award winner who later became an announcer for both the White Sox and Cubs. We'll check in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. Trey Parker and Matt Stone were the two stars of the movie. Does that ring a bell for you with in, with any of the second half? No. The si no. I'm trying to... Th I, I can't think of anybody named Stone. Parker, maybe, just because it's a more common name, I guess. I'm trying to think of who are the stars of basketball. They they obviously wrote wrote it, and they were in it. I mean, was Jim, did Jim Palmer win it around then? It's possible. I mean, I thought but about like, was that. There, but... Was there anybody, you know, and I know basketball also made it very far in the in the bracket for sports movies. No, another reason <laughs> I wasn't on that episode. Runner yeah. up. But there wasn't a Palmer in it, right? Jesse Not Palmer didn't I... star in it, did he? I think that movie would be called Douche Ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 80s Baltimore Orioles are not my uh, 
strong suit. And I hate that Jim Palmer's a thing because like Ernest Borgnine was in it. God, that guy that's been in a million things, Robert something. But I don't think it's Palmer. If you don't think it's Stone, we could just go with Parker. I just don't have yeah. any other because they are the two stars. They're the two main characters. Right. In the right. I don't have anything. I mean, I'm just I was just trying to think because I was definitely like paying attention to sports a little bit at that time. I mean, I guess 80 was a little bit before my time, but I mean, that could be it's a 50 50 shot. We're going to check in with Parker. All right. Uh, so Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys have? We went the other route because um, I I'd mentioned uh, the first one I mentioned was Stone and Scott was pretty quick to say Steve Stone, who definitely is a uh, was a Cubs radio yep. guy. I don't know if you want to Cy Young or not, personally. I don't know if you know that, Scott. Nope. But... I just knew that when I used to watch Cubs games, Steve Stone was in the booth. Yep. He and Harry Carey, right? WGN. Got to watch a lot of that because it was on all the time <laughs> on cable. So we checked in with Stone. So one team is receiving points, and the answer is Stone. Yeah, it is Steve Stone, and he did win a, win a Cy Young for the Orioles in 1980. They had pretty dominant pitching staffs back then because uh, Jim Palmer was the guy that you guys mentioned, Steve Stone. And why am I blanking on uh, McGregor? Some I'm blanking on the first – anyway, I think he Connor. also won a Cy Young. No, not Connor McGregor. <laughs> He, he would have been a hell of a pitcher, though. Anyway, no, he's yes. also in Dushkip all the movie. Didn't, uh, didn't the Orioles have like four pitchers win 20 in a that was season the, or something? That was, the, was, first, that way back. That was oh. the first pass. That was that was around 70, 71. Okay. That was the that was the McNally. I think Palmer was part of that because that was the beginning of his career. But this is this is sort of, you know, further along in Palmer's career because this was already late 70s, early 80s. But yeah, anyway. OK, so the theme link answers so far are Chicago Fire and Stone. Question three, the most populous state capital that is home to at least one big four team. All right, we're checked in. All right, Veritech Boxing Club checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys, talk it out. I, I think I like, I like your answer a lot. I like Atlanta. I'm just trying to think of other right because Atlanta is going to be more, it's going to be more populous than Phoenix. It's going to be more populous than Denver. Yeah, because uh, like some of the other, obviously some of the bigger states, the, you know, obviously New York State is not going to have it. California, right. Sacramento isn't going to be as right. big as Tallahassee, uh, right? Like Austin, they don't have a yeah team. So I was, you know, that's where I kind of made my way over to Atlanta. Like Atlanta popped in my head. I'm not sure I could come up with a, a bigger one than Atlanta. No, I mean, I, right. I mean, and even the ones, like I said, the ones I'm thinking of, they're not going to be more populous than. In Atlanta, I mean, that's one of the more popular cities. That's where I was trying to think the of the anyway. biggest city in a state that yeah. was a capital. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Okay, uh, we'll check in with Atlanta. All right, Veritech Boxing Club, what did you guys have? We checked in with Dallas. Okay, so I will just read off the top cities by population, and it, it goes New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix. Uh, and Phoenix is the capital of Arizona. So the answer is, in fact, Phoenix. Hmm. Um, Dallas is number nine, but Austin's the capital. So, yeah. so that would have disqualified it. Of course, Austin doesn't have a team either. Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta's all the way down to number 37. Oh, I guess uh, at, at least I said the answer. So I feel okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would have thought Atlanta was bigger than Phoenix. I just, they, they had the biggest airport. You just think you put two, two together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So. All right, so it is, but the answer is Phoenix. Okay, so the theme-linked answers thus far are Chicago Fire, Stone, 
and Phoenix. Question number four. In 2007, at the age of 23, he became the youngest player in National League history to hit 50 home runs in a season. We're checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. And see, this is, you know, this is one of the downfalls of living in an AL market. I know they were playing interleague games, but I don't fall anything in the National League until it gets to playoff time. Yep. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Rockies just because I think they were pretty good at that time. Well, if you um, say Rockies and you give that time frame, that makes me think of Nolan Arenado or Carlos Gonzalez. They were both roughly around that time. I mean, I'm only saying the Rockies just because they they hit so many home runs in that park. Cargo would make but more sense. What about what me. about what about John Carlos Stanton? Would that be too early for him? Ooh, no, that would not be too early for him. He's been around for a while. I mean, maybe actually. Yeah. But I mean, too I mean, too early for him to be hitting fifty. No, not too early for me to be hitting fifty. I just mean debuting. I don't know. Is he has he really been in the league for thirteen years? I'm trying to think. Pujols, he wouldn't have been 23 then. Well, 2007. Would he be twenty? He might be twenty-three. Pujols? He might have been twenty-three in two thousand seven. He's not twenty-three no. now. No. No, 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 no. I said in two thousand seven because no. it says in two thousand seven. It. No. I think Pujols was before that. He's been in the league for like twenty years, almost. It would also be an unfair question because there's questions surrounding his age. There have been for a while, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if David would do that. Yeah, but it doesn't say that it doesn't say that he was a rookie then. He was just the youngest player in history to hit 50 home runs. So that's a fair that's a fair question because then you're saying, okay, what if he came up when he was 20? Right. In 2004. Doesn't Maguire still hold does Maguire still hold the record for most home runs by a rookie? I have no idea. If you if you have if if you if you have a really good feeling on Pujols, I'm totally cool with that. All right. I mean, I I think that. You know, I don't know if we're going to come up with a better answer. Okay, just go with it. I'm I'm good with it. We'll check in with uh, Albert Pujols. All right, Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys check in with? Like many of the greats, Ichiro and CC Tabathia, I think Pujols' debut season was 2001. We went with, he's been mentioned before, he's deceptively fat, according to one of our episodes. We checked in with Prince Fielder. One team is receiving points, and it is, in fact, Prince Fielder. I agree with what you're saying about Albert Pujols. I mean, he's a, he's a tempting guess. I would screw with sort of listing ages of Pujols because because exactly what you said, Scott, that it's uh, that I, I, they're they're having questions about his age. But even even still, if we think he's 41 now, he would have already been a yeah. deal older than that by 2007. But anyway, still a quality guess. All right. Uh, so our theme link answers thus far are Chicago Fire, Stone. Phoenix and Prince Fielder. Question five. He was a four time All Star playing in the NBA from 1981 to 1997, mostly for the Sonics and Suns. He is one of only two eligible 20,000 point scorers, the other is Antoine Jameson, who is not in the NBA Hall of Fame. We can check in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. It's Tom Chambers. He was uh, Sonics and Sons, and he scored a lot. And I'm fairly certain he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he was a prolific scorer. I do remember his, he had a signature move back in the, uh, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but it was probably the Sons, was it Sons Bulls? 
the video game. Yeah, you're talking about Suns Bulls playoffs. Those Sega no, games. No. I, yeah, the Sega games. Like, yeah, they they actually had like a couple, like three guys who had signature moves. He was one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I think I have Bulls Blazers in my closet over here. Um, yeah, you good to check in with Tom Chambers? Yeah. All right. Yep. We're check. That's what we're checking in with. All right, Casey and the Sunshine Boys. What did you guys check in with? We also said Tom Chambers. And both teams are receiving points. I did look this up. I think there's some other 20,000 point scores that are not quite eligible because they, what are the rules in the NBA? How long do you have to be retired? I know in baseball, it's five years. How long do you have to be retired in the NBA before you, uh, you might five years like, also? I think, I think it's like five. Because I think Joe, Joe Johnson's there uh, and, and is not eligible yet. And there, there may be a couple other guys who are waiting, but I think the only ones who have sort of passed the eligible years out and have not gone in with the 20,000 points are Tom Chambers and, and Antoine Jameson. Mm-hmm. So, our theme link answers are Chicago Fire, Stone, Phoenix, Prince Fielder, and Tom Chambers. I'm going to pause here to see if anyone wants to revise their guesses. All right. So both teams have at this point checked in with theme guesses. Veritech Boxing Club got... Uh, submitted an answer after question five and casing the sunshine boys after question three. Uh, so since the, the answer that I received submitted was from Scott, I'll let you share what you guys came up with first. Yeah, I, I got this one. I, at first we were, we were thinking a couple different things. Chicago fires, a, a TV show that I watch on NBC, but uh, you know, then we were like fire and stone. Those are like elements trying to figure out exactly what it was. Um, then I had a little bit of a, I, I guess for lack of better terms, a Marcus moment, because there was a missing link a while ago that was superhero related, and he had a poster uh, behind him that he was hoping to shield from people. This was shielded, uh, but it was about five feet from me to the entire Harry Potter collection. I don't even know if it's books or DVDs. This isn't mine. It's my girlfriend's. I've never uh, watched a Harry Potter movie or read a Harry Potter book, but I know the subtitles. So we checked in with, uh, these are the subtitles for the Harry Potter books slash movies. That is correct. And that's what both teams had. So yes, Goblet of Fire for Chicago Fire, Order of the Phoenix, Philosopher's Stone, Stone, sorry, right. And Tom Chambers. That was correct. It was Harry Potter. And I would have taken anything related to Harry Potter, or Harry Potter subtitles or, or what have you. Well done to everyone. Our score coming out of the third quarter at the end of the missing link, we have Veritech Boxing Club with 250 and Casey and the Sunshine Boys with 490. So it is not a runaway, uh, which brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter known as put your fours up this quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total (laughs) what happened just you're not a runaway thing is is, if i was hosting i would have been like unlike a teenage girl during rumspringa this game is not a runaway oh geez (laughs) all right i need to work on my colorful (laughs) metaphors holy crap this has gone Ooh, off the rails. That's what happens. Yes. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So the categories for today are plains, valleys, deserts, and marshes. So question one in plains will be big four team relocations. 
Question two in valleys will be NFL futility. Question three, NFL achievements will be deserts. And question four, marshes will be World Series records. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. So question one, big four team relocations or planes. Since World War II, most big four teams that have relocated have followed the population from east to west and or from north to south. But since 1970, three NBA teams have relocated from the Pacific time zone to the central time zone. Name all three teams. We'll check in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys are checking in with now 15 seconds left for Veritech Boxing Club to talk it out. Thunder, Grizzlies, and something else. Tijuana, we're pretty sure, didn't have a team. Yeah. <laughs> Tijuana donkey shows were not a thing. <laughs> it could be like the, t- the Tijuana tequila worms or something. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to say the Rockets? I don't I don't recall. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, it is yeah, what it is. I don't either. Um, I mean, it makes makes sense that there would be one from the 70s. And if it came there in the 70s, like Rockets would be, you know, a good name for them during that time. So, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thunder, Grizzlies, Rockets, 50 points. And Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you have and what was your wager? Uh, Yeah, you know, we were pretty quick, obviously, with the uh, Thunder and the Grizzlies. And we were in that same spot of trying to figure out that third one. I asked Scott pretty early. I said, was, have the Rockets always been in Houston? He said, no. He thought it was maybe San Diego, but he's definitely thinking it's Pacific. But then we tried to think of any of the other central teams, which surprisingly, there aren't as many as you would think there maybe should be. Um, so we couldn't come up with any others. So we also checked in with Thunder, uh, Grizzlies, and Rockets for 10 points. Both teams are receiving points. And this was this felt to me like uh, two David answers and a Goliath answer, but obviously everybody got quickly to the Sonics moving uh, to Oklahoma city. Sorry, Marcus. I'm not, I'm not trying to just pick on you tonight. That was, that was an accident. Uh, Vancouver uh, Grizzlies moving to Memphis and the Rockets actually started out in San Diego and moved actually right about 50 years ago. So in the early seventies, so strong work. And it's interesting just because until I looked this up, I, I, I totally left my radar that that uh, the Rockets were not originally in Houston. It would kind of make sense that the Rockets would be in Houston, given the NASA connection. So it it was always sort of funny to me. It's not one of these situations like the New Orleans Jazz moves to Utah, which makes absolutely no sense and keeps their name, right? Or the uh, Lakers moving. Or the Lakers moving to, right. So, right, move from 10,000 lakes to the ocean. Right, exactly. So both lake. receiving points. <laughs> right, exactly. A saltwater lake, you know. <laughs> Ten- 10,000 lakes all ganging up. Uh, all right. So question two in valleys. In 2013, Scott Entzminger died at the age of 55. He had been a lifelong fan and season ticket holder of his team, but had not seen them win a championship since he was six years old. Before he died, he sent a request to the front office of his team, requesting that six of the players to, to be his pallbearers so that his team could quote, let him down one last time. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to work this in somehow. Name his team. Okay, that's just hilarious. Um, I thought it's one of the best stories I've ever heard. And when I saw wow. this, I said, all right, I'm working that into a fourth quarter. I don't care. <laughs> all right, here all we go. Right. 
And Scott Ant- Antsmaker is supposed to be a who, so just <laughs> well, right. not not really relevant to the question. No, we know him. You mean you did know him? Ooh, yeah. We're gonna check in. All right, Veritech Boxing Club is checked in. Casey and the Sunshine Boys, talk it out. Like I don't. Okay, so we we're we're like going. So this is pre Super Bowl, so it's not gonna yep. be anybody who's won a Super Bowl, or at least right. not a Super Bowl by twenty thirteen. Right. Because they won in either 63 or 64. I don't know if he had had his birthday yet that year. So that's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Uh, so. Oh, wait. So 64 or 65, not 63 or 64. 63. But either way, it's, it's pretty. It's in, that, it's in that just before the little bit before the Super Bowls, right? Yeah. Uh, so obviously we have, you know, you had like the Eagles, Lions, Cardinals, Browns, Vikings. The. Uh, I mean, t- uh, Matt's going to roll his eyes. Technically, they won an NFL championship the year that they lost the Super Bowl because that was still when it was the NFL and the AFL. Right, but I'm wondering if I mean, well, wait, well, he died in 2013, so this I would have heard about. I, I've never heard of this. Not guy. only that, that this would have been before the recent string of postseason letdowns. Well, because I was thinking, like oh. recently, it's been you know what I mean, but this would have been right before then. Yeah, so. no, I think the 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 continual futility might be a thing. So, of your list, I think like the Lions, I think their championships go back even farther than this. Like that, theirs might be like the forties. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, also, I think there's a ever since your first episode, the Honolulu Blue and Silver. I have a you know a bone to pick with the Lions. I mean, the so. Browns did win some championships in the sixties, or at I, least one, right with. Jim Brown? Yeah, that, I'm that pretty sure they did. Yeah. So I'm leaning that. I, I don't know for sure, but I can't. But I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure the Eagles won something around that time also, I, I think. And it just seems like a Philly fan thing to do because it's Philly and it, you always it hear. It also sounds like a Browns thing to do. This is true. It does. I mean, how many times have we seen them? Wear, well, until recently, though, wear like paper bags to... Yeah, yeah, their home games. And I guess, you know, the letdown thing, it's probably more of like the drive and, you know, the diff- the fumble, right? Like the different things that have kind of happened to them as a franchise as well. And like the, the terrible draft picks, right? Like, the, I mean, not whatever, however you feel about like Tim Couch, but, you know, the yeah. the, the Courtney Browns and, and all that kind of stuff, maybe I guess more for the more than the Eagles in, in terms of futility right because well, the eagles and, have had some really good teams and they've, right. they've been close they've gone to the super bowl right and they had i mean they had some pretty good like they weren't always just a doormat where the browns yeah. have been almost a doormat for i mean since post kozar right like right i i they, guess yeah I, i'd go browns over i'd go browns or cardinals and, and i'd say browns and I don't know about the Cardinals. There's, I think their drought might even go back far. Like, the, yeah, they, they might, might even go back farther. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good. Should we it. say Browns? Let's do it. And we're going to check in with the Cleveland Browns for 10 points. All right. Veritech Boxing Club, what did you guys check in with? Uh, we also had a similar discussion. Well, it's not similar with the, we had a discussion with the Browns and the Lions. And uh, we also went with the Browns for, so 75 points. Both teams are receiving their points. The Browns' last championship was in 1964. And I, like I was saying when I was reading the question, I just, just the nerve of this person, although his last wish was he literally contacted the Cleveland front office. I think he lived in Columbus 
And I had to look up actually when his birthday was. I had to do some Google sleuthing to figure out when his birthday was so I knew whether he was six or, or seven for exactly this reason. So, Josh, it was good that you were sort of throwing that out there. But yes, he right. So just that he put in the request to have the, the, the Browns come and let him down one last time. I just thought that was just spectacular. Did they? No, did they, they did not. They did not abide but, by his oh. request. But apparently they did not. But apparently that they sent a whole bunch of Browns paraphernalia or something for people to wear at the funeral. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, what the sort of uh, liability is to send, to send guys who can hurt themselves. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, all right. We, uh, we got ourselves a game now, fellas. Well done. Well done to both teams. Okay. Question three. And the category was just to remind you was deserts. What NFL hall of famer is the only quarterback to have 10,000 passing yards for two different teams that are currently in the same division. We are checked in. All right. Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. Talk it out. All right. Not <laughs> we're, we're sort of, I think, at a loss right now. Yeah, it's it's tough to find guys who went interdivision. But the way that the question is worded is they're in the same division now, but they might not have been before. You know, That's they're true. currently in the same division. I mean, I'm also trying to think of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have played for multiple teams, like Joe Montana, but Niners and Chiefs is not the same. Well, Steve Young was with the Buccaneers and the Niners. But he didn't play for the Buccaneers hardly at all. Yeah, and, and they're not the same division either. Favre yeah. was with the Falcons, but he didn't really play with them. And then the, the Packers, but then the Vikings, I don't think he played long enough with the Vikings to get 10,000 yards with them. I don't think so either. Um, oh, shit. it's Kurt Warner. Uh, yes. Yep. Rams and Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with Kurt Warner. Yep. Okay. Uh, for, 70, the for 75 oh, points. I'm sorry for not asking Marcus. Okay. Thank you for 75 points. Casey and the sunshine boys. What'd you guys have? I knew they were going to get there. I typed to Josh. I was like, they're going to get there. It's you, only typed a to, of time. you typed to everyone. Oh, well, there we go. I, <laughs> I, I knew you guys were going to get there. Um, yeah. The desert clue as soon as like the category desert, my mind immediately went to the mm. Cardinals. And so I was like, Jake Plummer. And then Josh was like, no, it's a hall of famer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but another guy who you can add to that list who, eh, I don't know about all that, but. Um, oh, should he be a Hall of Fame? Yeah, I don't think so. It's about um, sustained success, and I don't think he had sustained success. But yeah, we uh, also checked in with with Kurt Warner. Just I, we couldn't think of anyone else. So Kurt Warner for ten points. So you guys checked in with Seattle running back Kurt Warner? No, K <laughs> Kurt with a K. <laughs> Penn State running back. The yes. real Kurt. The real Kurt Warner. The real Kurt Warner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both teams are receiving points. I, I think the Hall of Fame voters are suckers for the for the feel good stories. That's what I, I, I know, Marcus. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I don't think he's an obvious Hall of Famer at all, but but uh, he is. And it was it was that that clue combined with the fact that the that the category was desert. So I was hoping you guys would circle back to that and say, oh, wait, he's trying to didn't he's even trying think to point about it. I mean, I've Sorry. obviously had Sorry. really hard issues reading questions tonight. So <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. But but also. I've seen previews for that Zachary Levi movie about Kurt Warner, and it looks like the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. They're making at least 
Oh no, it's oh, like yeah. out. It's like about what? to be out. Yeah. And the football scenes, like I know it's such a nitpicky thing, but if you're gonna do a football movie and I can just look at still photos and like really short random clips of your football sequences and they look awful, get out of here. Spend the budget, get real looking football. I yeah. I can't. Right. I you don't need you don't need to movie. pay Zachary Levi all this money to be awful on screen. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard to get guys to simulate professional athletes. But the one that I always what I always laugh at is whenever there's a whenever there's a baseball movie, the pitchers always look so unnatural. They look I mean, yeah. if you, you know, it, it looks I mean, no, it's a hard thing to simulate. But I think it's the same thing with football. It's just the guys look they get actors who look unnatural and it's just it's not right. If but you I have if yeah. you have baggy garbage looking jerseys and uniforms on people, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even, totally. you can't even pay for right. wardrobe to make people look like. Athletes. I mean, in the end, you can't. You can get a bunch of former, like players to to be the people, and just they could be former guys who barely Absolutely. played at all, or just college Absolutely. guys, people who have actually just played the sport. Have them actually be the ones doing the action, right? Yeah, Marcus? like if they're gonna like make the a if, if you're gonna Seriously. make a JJ Reddick movie, just have Jimmer Fredette play JJ Reddick. Like it, <laughs> it makes sense. But could you imagine uh, how many yes. guys who are who are just cut from NFL rosters that would take would take the money that would take an acting gig to oh, just totally. be a body right. double in a movie? Heartbeat. I was going to say you know you have to act well because clearly they don't care about that. They got Zachary right. Levi of all people. So <laughs> right. exactly. that, that, that's so, why that's why Little Big League is considered such a classic. Because <laughs> Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey were in it. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, see, yeah. perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah, I, who wants to see a movie? We all know his story. Nobody. Why do we want to see a movie? Not about me. It? We know all the little like check boxes of his life. We've heard it a million times. It's not. Uh, it's how not long that is the grocery bagging scene? That's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Here, here's what I oh, want. It'll be in there. I want them to make him look like he has special needs, like Michael Orr did. I bet they don't. <laughs> bet they don't. No, no, they don't. don't. David, were yes. the Rams still? Were they still in the Central when he was first with the so Rams? The reason I put currently in the same division is because he he was always in the West, I believe. But it was the fact that yeah. the Cardinals at one point were were in the East. That right. that I just I wanted to sort of say that it was that it was two franchises that were in the same division. I couldn't figure out a good way to word that. So my 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 first instinct was Dave Craig. But then, because they were in the AFC West oh. for a very long time, oh, okay. right. I was somewhat surprised that he was the only guy that had ten thousand. Because you guys were mentioning all the guys that I went to look up. I mean, exactly right. I hadn't thought of Craig. I have to admit it. But I went to look at Montana to be sure. And there's all these, there are all these journeyman guys like a Carson Palmer, or like I mean, all the yeah. you know, Jake well, Cutler. The those guys around. Is, the same division is the uh, thing. makes it harder. Makes and they it needed harder. they needed at least a three a three plus year stint with a team, even if they at were least. like, because it's to throw at least 3,500 yards, three, right? Especially for more, more modern. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it did and it didn't matter with Craig. I'm looking at it now. He had 26,000 of his yards with Seattle and he had 43, 53 with the chiefs. Mm. So is he a Hall of Famer? Dave Craig? No. Craig, no. Yeah. I, I, think, is. I think he should be because at the time Kirk of his retirement, at the at the time of his retirement, he was he was in the top ten in every major passing category, and he was just a very good. But I would put Dave Craig in over Kurt Warner. But like again, they like that feel good, and they, they like, like the, a, they like a winner and a. That's exactly right. right. That's why it's that's why Eli good. is going to get in. Eli will that's, get in because he won championships. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be the championships, and then his like Iron Man streak of starts. Or right, exactly. Like, they're gonna exactly. put that on it too. Going into the fourth question. The Veritech Boxing Club has 450 points. 
and Casey and the Sunshine Boys has 520 points. So our last category in World Series records, the category is marshes. And the question is, only one closer in history has saved four games in one World Series. Though Mariano Rivera holds the record for career saves in the world for career saves in the World Series with nine, he does not hold the single season record. However, he was there to witness it. Name the record holder. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to check in. All right. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Boys have checked in. Veritech Boxing Club. One last time. Talk it out. It's definitely not Heathcliff Slocum. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees World Series. So we got to think. Like I said, I it's not Gagne. That's too. That's too. I don't. I don't think it's him. That's too far. Yeah. Right. That's too far away. I think you're right with the Braves. I just don't know who the freaking closer was. Smoltz. At the end. Yeah. At the end, Smoltz was the closer. But but he was a starter then. At that time, because I feel like late, like early two thousands, John Smoltz was ended up being a closer. But I think when they beat the Yankees in the nineties, he was well, still yeah, but, a starter. But I don't think Rivera was on the team in, then. He, he was a he was a rookie, I think. I, I'm 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 fairly certain he was a rookie, or clo- or uh, in his. I mean, I could name their starters: year. was Glavin, Smoltz, right, Maddox, Avery, and Maddox. See, I think I think Smoltz was a closer towards the end of the. I mean. But like in the World Series, if they had those three guys, if they had those four guys, if they had Avery, Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin, I'm pretty sure Avery was the youngest of those guys. He came around sort of towards the end. Now I don't remember the year that the Braves won. It was either '95 or '96 that they won. I'm just trying to think of closers of that era. Like, um, well, I mean, like I said, I think Rivera was probably a rookie or right around there, and you have Hoffman. Uh, I'm just thinking of prominent. Obviously, Hoffman's yeah. not the answer, but like, I'm thinking like Hoffman and Billy Wagner and like John Wetland, like just names that that those are just guys that I think of that were closers in that era. Sasaki. No, that was later. <laughs> I mean, but I see. I I think we were right with our original team, which was the Diamondbacks. But but I don't know though I don't I don't know either closer and, and I don't think that game was seven I thought that yeah, was, it was game seven it was I'm pretty seven? sure I think I think it was game seven that um, I thought it was uh, six but you might be right well but either way it doesn't matter they won four games so it didn't have to go seven games right oh yeah you're right you're right true 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 okay so can you name the Diamondbacks closer no I can't I can't. Oh my God! I don't know. It was either it was either a rental, like a you know, late season rental, or somebody who was never heard from again. Well, it, they no. Luis Gonzalez rented some steroids and <laughs> hit, mashed whatever he mashed during I mean, that they, season. I think he hit like almost sixty home runs and never did it again. I mean, the only but, pitchers um, I could, the only pitchers I can name from that team are Schilling and and Randy Johnson. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I, I know Smoltz was a starter then. It's not him. Okay. And I think that's, I, well, I mean, I think we should, you know, get off the Braves because I think that's also too far back. Okay. That's just, I don't know, my, my inclination, but 
I don't the know. Way that our, the way that our luck has been going, it's probably going to be the Braves, and it's probably going to be Smoltz. I read the question three times to make sure I didn't make that mistake for the eighth time. <laughs> <of the night. laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I don't know who is the closer then. You can just, like, name... The Diamondbacks. Yeah, the Diamondbacks closer. Um, I mean, it, maybe, it, maybe it was Trevor Hoffman. Who knows? <laughs> Trevor Hoffman. That's no, the rental. That was no, the rental. Was not. Yeah. Um, we could say, like, I'm trying to think of a of a closer during that era. We could say, like, it was, like, Lisa it was Jose Mesa. We could say Jose Mesa or, um, oh, God, who else am I thinking of? No, let's just say Jose Mesa. I like Jose right, Mesa. That's fine. That's Even though fine. he was uh, terrible as a Mariner. So we're going to check in with Jose Mesa. All right. And for, for 50 points. And Casey and the Sunshine Boys, what did you guys check in with? Yeah, this was a great question. This was a lot. So they the Yankees only lost three World Series with Rivera on the roster. So I narrowed it down the Diamondbacks in 01, the Marlins in 03, the Phillies in 08. So the Diamondbacks, I knew it couldn't have been because that game ended on a walk-off. So there couldn't be four saves mm-hmm. in a series that had a walk-off hit. So then it was either the Marlins or the Phillies. I think I, I think I had both names, but I think we ultimately chose the wrong one. Um, I couldn't really remember much about that Phillies Yankees series. Honestly, I didn't watch it because I I don't I just don't like watching the Yankees in the postseason. But I did watch the Marlins one uh, just because I was more into baseball at the time. And I, I couldn't remember who their closer was because I couldn't remember if it was Matt, Matt Manti, who actually, guys, was, I think, the Diamondbacks closer in 01. Um, either him or Byung Young Kim. One of those two guys were the closers for the D-backs in 01. But then Braden Looper popped in my head because he I know he was the Marlins closer in, like, 2003 before he signed that free agent deal with the Mets. So it's either Braden Looper or Brad Lidge for the Phillies in 08. We checked in with Braden Looper for 10 points. So uh, thank you for the... Compliments about the question. We'll see if you feel that way when I tell you that neither team got the points for this one. Is it Brad Lidge? No. So so the reason I had to write it is that he was there to witness it, is that when Mariano Rivera first came up, he was the setup guy. He wasn't the closer. It was in 1996, and the closer for the Yankees, and Marcus said his name. When John Wetland. John, John Wetland. Oh, and I was, I was... I was waiting as soon as he said it because the category was marshes, which was supposed to be a tip off a to wetland. wetland. Oh, I didn't even All think right. about that. Sorry, I I, wow. I, uh, I read the question and not the category. Uh, uh, so I so I had the category. I said to Josh in the chat, "I'm like marshes. What is marshes?" I I heard when you guys were talking and you said. Because my categories were plains, valleys, deserts, and marshes. And, right. and I tried to reemphasize it when I reread the question. Man, I feel guilty. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I said that to Josh. I'm like, what's marshes mean? And then uh, I was like, maybe Florida? Because they have a lot of marshes. That's right. why, soon, that's that's why I picked, like, yeah. that's why I picked the Marlins. Marshes, <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, if you would have said wetland, if you would have said it, I would have been like, I, oh. I have to say, I just associate him with the Yankees. Because wasn't he on the Yankees? No, he was on the Yankees. He was. This was the Yankees. So Rivera was was, the setup guy. He was the Yankees. He was the Yankees closer when Mariano came up. Mariano didn't throw. Wait, what was his big pitch? He was unbelievable. The cutter. That was the Hey, Chris, I I fucked up again. I did not read the question. (laughs) No, no. No, you read the question. You didn't read the category. No, I read it incorrect. No, no, no. I read it incorrectly. I thought we were looking for... Oh, well, somebody, somebody played against the Yankees. Well, yeah, so I, did I. Yeah. yeah, that's how we interpreted the same thing. Oh, we didn't even yeah. think. 
Yankee. No, oh, I never yeah. would. If I, I, I if I, I if I had interpreted it as we were watch, we it was the Yankees. Right, you would have got. Yeah, and obviously, it said John Wood would have had it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I never thought I, that. The problem is, if I said that he was the setup guy at the time, then everybody would have gotten it too quickly. And so I was trying to come up with a way to say I that he wasn't was there. It, but Scott might have gotten it. But I, uh, I no, I would have gotten. John Wetland was like a f- legend in New York in the mid. I don't know how often I watch it. anything New York Yankees. Nope, they're in the World Series. Not watching. I, I knew. I saw this. Uh, I saw a white trash person in my little league once with a John Wetland tattoo on her ankle. That's how popular oh, wow. he was. In New York during the well, 90s. He is the only closer to ever That's true. have four saves in the World Series. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. The Veritech Boxing Club finishes with 400 points, and our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Jake Browning Award, with the, <laughs> was Casey and the Sunshine Boys uh, with 510 points. Anything else anybody wants to add? Uh, you're supposed to thank Chris for being on and for all I was, his support. And then... I was going to. I was waiting for somebody else to do it. I'm yeah, all right. All right, Chris. Thank you for being on and for all of your support. No, I, I need to do that a little more genuinely because now it just sounds like I'm saying whatever the <laughs> Scott tells me to say. <laughs> well, so here I'll jump in and say, Chris, yes, thank uh, you, thank you very much for uh, being an avid listener, being a Patreon supporter. Um, we appreciate you uh, more than you could possibly know. Um, that it's that you're the type of person that we do this for, right? Like the ones who really um, are involved with with what we do. And so, thank you very much for all of your support. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Scott. Agreed. No, agreed. I mean, you're a Benchy Award winner. You've hosted and written games. You've participated. You're so, you know, you know. You're not only do you know, but you're the origin of of several of our inside jokes. So, I mean, it's you know, Dick Weber. Um, <laughs> Wahoo Whalers, you know, just just fun stuff like that. But yeah, no, I mean, it's always it's fun having you on. Um, and then also like to David, this was a really fun game that I can't remember many other games where I've gotten to flex as much as I did in this one. So thank you for that. Um, it's nice to actually feel like you held your own and pulled your weight as part of a team. And Josh and I don't win together often, but when we do, it, it's it's when nice. we do, it's so. usually you flexing. I, I don't uh, usually you you I I guess I pull my weight sometimes i don't think i flex much against Eid. no i mean no one really does but um right, when, right. well it's like you flex next to Eid, but then when Eid flexes it's like arnold schwarzenegger and mr olympia <laughs> it, his muscles are just way bigger than you so but no it was oh, a good game yeah. and uh you know yeah it was a lot of fun chris if you ever want to uh sort of get some revenge i'm happy to if you want to come back and host i'll happily play your game and you can you can torture me just to just for for the revenge factor but thank you no thank you for your support for everything thank you for listening thank you for playing this game thank you for indulging us um this was great and uh oh, right congrats oh, oh, to get th- on the benchy everybody just covets your benchy that's what it really yeah. comes thank down. you marcus also for the clipboard captain because it's clearly jake browning that's right from the mind of marcus ellis yeah and chris um i'm going to thank you and apologize because i brought like my d game tonight oh and- you always bring that d game nope <laughs> nope Nope. D D is for Daddy Alaska. Yeah. No, but I also brought you my D game in that I didn't read questions correctly. I jumped the gun. You were awesome. And uh I you like like Josh said, you are the reason that we do this. I appreciate you immensely. And uh I hope we get to play again and I will bring my A game next time. 
Well, no, I, I, I appreciate it, David. Thank you for the game. I think it was a, it was a fun game. There's a lot of, you know, good questions that were um, not too hard, but not too easy either. You know, there's a lot of discussions going on and, and um, you know, I, I really enjoy your guys' podcast. I support it because it's something that I look forward to, you know, when every episode drops on Tuesday and, um, you know, we get the, the Patreon bonuses and stuff like that. And I, I appreciate it. You know, I support things that I think are worth, um, you know, the money. And, and I think that you guys do put together a good product and, and it just gets better. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish there was a new episode every day, but, um, you know, like, Hey, I understand you guys have other lives. You guys aren't professional podcasters quite yet. So, um, yeah. And, and you know, I'm, hopefully I can finish the game that I started writing and, and, uh, you know, I'd love to host sometime soon and, you know, love to be back on. We'll definitely get you on the calendar whenever you're ready. Yeah, just shoot yeah. us an email. Just let us and, know. And, and, I, and, we'll and I think this was, my, this was my fourth appearance, not including my uh, uh, my appearance on the benches, so. yeah. which I'm still waiting. If, if you guys see Eric, I think he's avoiding me, but I still haven't gotten my trophy. <laughs> yeah, you you and every everyone else. <laughs> hey, cool. You got a Benji's trophy. That's fun. Oh, my God. Pete Weber, what are you doing here? Oh, so Chris, oh you're... yeah, cool. Great, oh, Josh, Josh well, Bomback, my favorite host. Dad, you're going to plan for the your, your five-timer to be a hosting one, huh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I actually sent Scott a game uh, a long time ago. And I haven't, there's one of those questions that, I, that I'd like to use, but I'm, I'm not sure if Scott's got it in his, uh, in his pocket to save for, you know, future games. And you, uh, you, you I, can take it back. I, don't know, I also don't know which, you know, whether Scott's going to be on the games. It seems like Scott's on every episode. So yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just passed how many? Uh, you went over a hundred. You're a little over a hundred. I, I want my jacket. Where's Eric? Thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep stretch. Stretch, get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes, yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Watch the show. It's awesome. <laughs> and oh, Dad will love this next part. American Treasure. Dad. I love my dad. I also love drinking and being an asshole. Marcus, your Pete Weber is I really have this disturbing quality where I can hear a voice like a couple of times and I do like a halfway decent job at repeating it. And that one's a very easy one. It's very nasally. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, that time that I had, that I did the quote, the, the, you know, uh, who do you think you are? I am. I had just done an eight ball right before the match. <laughs> we, um, we're going to save a lot of money on Cameo for the, this year's Benchies. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just, need to do it. I'll be like, just going to have Marcus house. do them all. <laughs> I'm going to be like, 
Yeah, well, after you guys had me on, I decided to subscribe and get on the Patreon. <laughs> so if you want to be like Pete Weber, listen to the Benchwarmers <laughs> Trivia Podcast. It's fantastic. And I'm sure Dad's listening in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh.